Christ is risen indeed. <laughs> Welcome to Middle Church Online. We are so grateful to have you here with us for this worship celebration. Um, I know that some of you are home wishing that you could worship with us in community like we always do, but we're in quarantine, so... This is my Easter chic quarantine edition. I'm sure some of you have your bonnets on too, right? <laughs> um, so we are going to go back to the beginning. Let's start at Gethsemane today, um, and then we'll go into our hymn. But before we do, let us take a deep centering breath. And let us worship God together. this cup away from me for I don't want to taste its poison feel it burn me I have changed I'm not as sure as when we started then I was inspired, now I'm sad and tired, listen, surely I've exceeded expectations, like 30 could you ask as much from any other man but if I die see the saga through and do the things you ask of me let them hate Of your omnipresent brain. 
Now I'm sad and tired After all I've tried for three years Seems like ninety Why then am I Scared to finish what I started, what you started, I didn't start it. God, thy will is hard, but you hold every card. I
Happy Easter! We're so glad that you are worshiping with us this morning on this Easter morning. My name's Amanda and I'm one of the ministers at Middle Church. And I'm here with some of my quarantine family, actually all of my quarantine family. Who am I here with this morning? My name is Zane and I would like to say um, Happy Easter. I hope everybody has fun on this day. Um, I hope everybody gets lots of treats on Easter Bunny. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Thank you, Zane. Who else is here with us? My name is Levi. I hope the Easter Bunny comes. Get lots of, get lots of jelly beans. Yay! And who's Happy this? Happy Easter. Who are you? My name is Skyler. And um, um, I hope you get so many Easter eggs. Good. And my name is Graham. I miss you, middle family. Easter blessings to everybody. Uh, and even in this pandemic, it's nice to know that Christ is still risen. Middle, where are you watching? Where are you watching from this morning? Whether you're on YouTube or our homepage or on Facebook, there's a chat feature, and that helps us feel a little bit more connected to each other. So go into the chat and type where you're watching from this morning, so that we can wish you a happy Easter. And if you're joining for the very first time today, let us know that too, so that we can let you know, amen, so that we can let you know how to be connected to this movement, to stay with us, to stay spiritually connected, even in this time of um, social distancing. Middle, we know that this is not the Easter that we imagined. We imagined running through the doors on 7th Street or 2nd Avenue, hugging each other, eating together, and taking pictures of our hats and our flowers. We do grieve that, but yet we celebrate the technology and the gifts of our digital and media team and all of you who have made today possible, even though we are not physically together. Middle, we are going to move now into a time of prayer. We recognize that today is a holy day and a day of rejoicing, but we also are grieving. We are grieving that we don't know how this is going to end we are grieving the increasing death toll, the increasing loss of lives of our loved ones. We are grieving our loved ones, our frontline workers who are driving our buses, our subways, who are cleaning our hospital rooms, who are delivering food, who are helping all of us. We're grieving that they don't have the equipment that they need. And God, we know that it's holy to grieve. We know that lamenting is part of our faith. And so I invite you now, wherever you are, with whomever you're with, even if it's just you, to get comfortable, to find a posture of prayer that feels good to you. Close your eyes. And we are going to pray together now a prayer that was one of the most beautiful Easter moments that we had at Middle a few years back, Hallelujah, sung by our Middle Church Choir. And then our amazing tenor, Robert Hughes, will move us into the Lord's Prayer. Middle, welcome to worship. We're so glad you're here. Let's pray together now.
our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the key and the power and the glory forever. of God that surpasses all of our understanding be with you today and now pass it to someone else. Happy Easter, Middle. Today we gather to proclaim, even amidst so much suffering, that death will not have the final word. The love that we share will carry us and break through at the other end of this crisis. Our city and world have been laid low, but we will rise again. This time has reminded me of all the things I care about most, my family, my friends, building community. And so this Easter, I'm rising towards deeper connection, towards hugs when we can share them in person again, and towards new leadership in November. Peace be with every one of you. What are you rising towards today? This Easter we're rising into hope and generosity for our future and for our community. I'm rising into going to seminary in the fall, which sounds as crazy coming out of my mouth as the most real thing I know. This Easter I'm rising into growing understanding of a true peace. We are rising from the ashes of pandemic into a whole new world based on love and justice. I am rising into hope and optimism. We are rising to love, love in all forms. 
love endures, love never fails, blessed resurrection. We're still all times, always in a season of love. This Easter, I'm rising into acceptance of things that I can't control and um, some sustained gratefulness. This Easter season, I walk into the forgiveness that Jesus died to give me and to walk into the plan that God has for my life. I am rising to nature and sunlight, even if it's just out my window. I am rising into a new, fresh pair of eyes in which to view the world. How we are rising up this Easter as uh, we are continuing to be in touch with family and invent in new ways, and also creating new ideas with photography and also drawing, but keeping our minds busy and occupied that way. I miss everybody. The tomb is empty, so let's get on with the revolution. I'm rising into the mindset that I actually enjoy being alone. I found my creativity again. I'm rising into my faith of love and compassion. And I am rising from the idea that though the world may be on pause, that God's vision for my life is not on pause. And his vision for revolutionary love is not on pause either. He is still fighting for social justice. He is still working through amazing people at middle. And we will all rise through this coronavirus. And we will also rise through all all of the injustices that are happening through the world. Happy Easter.
everyone and happy Easter to you. Today's scripture lesson is found in the Gospel of Mark. It's his telling of the resurrection of Jesus. It's in the final chapter. Listen now for a word from God. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified and who has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. And you will see him there, just like he said. So they went out and fled from the tomb for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. It isn't as though the story of resurrection happened in the midst of an oh happy day moment for Israel. In fact, the so-called Pax Romana was a hot mess of oppression, not enough money, high taxes, people living in squalid conditions, money being given away to Rome to make taxes happen so that there could be roads and swords and war. And some of the religious people had betrayed their people. 
Some of the religious leaders were taking money off the top and maintaining the peace by oppressing their people as well, demanding things of them that were untenable, like this is how you keep the law, and even if you don't have enough food, you must sacrifice this particular kind of animal so you can be fit for the kingdom. It wasn't as though the story of resurrection happened in a beautiful, sunshiny Wizard of Oz moment. No, that's not what happened at all. What happened is a rabbi in whom people had found hope, the one who they thought they were waiting for to redeem the kingdom of David, that one, was crucified like a common criminal, hung on a cross, hung on a cross like oh so many more, out on a road, deteriorating to deter insurrection. And then what happened? It was Friday, it was toward the end of the day, it was almost Sabbath. So that, that rabbi, that teacher, that raboni, that beloved one, was hurriedly buried in a borrowed cave, a stone rolled across the top to keep, to keep the carrion out, maybe even to keep the thieves out. On the, next, on the next day when the Sabbath was over, sometime in the evening, the women went to buy spices so they could anoint the body in the ways that they hadn't had a chance to do. And then when it was early in the morning of the first day of the week, they went to the tomb. The stone was already rolled away and Jesus's body was not there. Instead, they found an angel dressed in white telling them, you're looking for Jesus of Nazareth and he's been raised from the dead. He is not here. He is not here, the angel told them. In Mark's gospel, the scene ends the, the, the scene ends like a West Side story ending. All of the people who are afraid, who are terrified, who are awestruck, leave the scene. They say nothing because they were afraid. That is until you get to verse 9 in that same pericope, and Mark goes on to say that the women did speak. Mary Magdalene did speak. She did tell the story, and, and the disciples didn't believe. Not only does this event happen in the middle of an oppressed people's lives, it is met with doubt. It is met with scoffing. It is met with awe, yes, but also unbelief. It takes decades. It takes centuries even for the resurrection to be a part of our Christian lore, a part of our Christian story that, that is believed enough to be preached about and talked about on days like today, in times like these. In times like these, like those times, in times like these, where we're surrounded by death, surrounded by sorrow, surrounded by suffering, where we feel a little queasy even imagining Easter bunnies and bonnets, we wonder, is it okay to rejoice in such a time as this? We wonder, because it feels a little bit more like Saturday than Sunday. We feel a little less confident and sure about the power of this story to give us hope. We're having a, a Saturday kind of Sunday, if we're honest with ourselves, forcing ourselves to put the jelly beans out for the kids, to hide the eggs, forcing ourselves to imagine, to imagine, to imagine that God is present even now in this place. I am having a Saturday kind of Sunday. I'm questioning our promise of democracy. I'm feeling, I'm feeling in between a promise and a lie. If I'm honest with you, I'm feeling in between hope and despair. I'm feeling in between 
tomorrow and, and, and yesterday, I'm feeling in between a past of, of oppression and racial discrimination that seems to keep showing its underbelly in these times. I'm living between life and death. The death of my friends' friends, the death of grandmothers and aunties and titis in my congregation. And quite frankly, the death of my own mom. Her birthday was yesterday, April 11, and her anniversary, her wedding anniversary was April 20, and she died on April 25. April is a tough month for me. I remember one year, my mom and dad came to New York to visit me for their anniversary. It was a big one. I think it was like 40, 45. And they wanted to go to the show. So I got some Lion King tickets, and quite frankly, they, they weren't great. They weren't amazing tickets. But when we got to the theater, there were those folks outside that had extra tickets. And I told mom and dad to go stand near the theater. And I, um, yeah, I bought some of those tickets. Amazing seats, like fourth row, center orchestra. Beautiful seats. Mom and dad were as mesmerized as any child, looking at the puppets and the pageantry and the music. I, I had seen the show a couple of times, had not yet memorized all the lyrics, but wow, watching it through their eyes was amazing. They were just taken away. When we, when we got back to, to my apartment, my dad said, you know, can we, can we find that soundtrack? Can we buy the CD? And I bought them a copy and I bought myself one. Every single time I'd go home to visit, dad would be playing Endless Night. He'd, he'd be playing the song over and over and over again. Um, over and over again, and crying and crying and crying. Dad, what are you crying about? He said, this song makes me believe. Believe in what? Believe that I'll actually see my dad again, he said. Wow. A song from a Broadway show brought home this power of life after death for my dad. I'll tell you, it brings the power home to me too. I think because it brings it to him. I think because we lost our mom and we have this song that reminds us that we, we might be united again. There's a kind of a, a joy that can rise up, a joy that can rise up, a, a memory that can be conjured, a beautiful space of reconnection that makes me believe that death doesn't have the last word. And even in death, we can have hope. For dad, it's the lyrics of the Lion King. For me, it's that, but it's also the words of my mother, the first sermon I heard her preach to me, taking communion as a seven-year-old child. This bread means God will always love you. This cup means God will never leave you. This bread means God will always love you. This cup means God will never leave you. You promised you'd be there whenever I needed you. Whenever I call your name, you're not anywhere. I'm trying to hold on, just waiting to hear your voice. One word, just a word will do to end this nightmare. These are the beautiful lyrics that make my dad think about seeing his dad, seeing his mother, seeing my mother again. And I'm, I'm not trying to convince you, if, if you're not convinced that the resurrection is real, I'm. I'm actually trying to invite you, I'm trying to invite you to see that there is life in the midst of death. There is life in the midst of death. There is proof, proof, proof of life, proof of life when 
When a nurse will sit by someone who's dying just so that they don't die alone, proof of life. When a man will walk by the elder people's uh, sick rooms and pray for them, proof of life. When first responders go to work at hospitals and do medical research and do medical care and then go home to their toddlers and they go to work again the next day and they go facing fear, but they go because they're called to make life. Proof of life when my friend Debbie Almentazer starts a campaign so we can buy masks for people who work in bodegas so the people in the neighborhoods can go to places and get food. That's proof of life. Proof of life when my two-year-old granddaughter invites me to watch Moana with her and she just puts her head on my shoulder while she's sucking her fingers and we're watching the movie together all cuddled up and her body is warm and her heart is beating and she's so very alive. Proof of life. This is a Saturday kind of Sunday for me. This is a Saturday kind of time. This is a time between the now and the not yet, a time when people are dying and they're hopeless and they don't have enough food on the table and they've lost their jobs, where decision makers are, are rolling the dice with our lives and, and we don't exactly know what tomorrow is going to bring. We just don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But these lyrics from my dad and me, from my mom and my dad and me to you, I know that the night must end and that the sun will rise and that the sun will rise. I know that the clouds must clear and that the sun will shine and that the sun will shine. I know that the night must end and that the sun will shine and that the sun will shine. And if you don't know it today, I'll hold that with you. And when I don't feel it tomorrow, you'll hold it with me. Happy Easter, people of God. Amen. Good afternoon, Middle Church, and happy Easter to each of you. My name is Alan. And I have been a member for the past eight years. I am so grateful to my friend, Charles Randolph Wright, for introducing me to Middle Church. It was love at first visit. Each Sunday thereafter, I felt more in love with the church, the minister, the Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, and the congregation. After only four Sundays, I made the decision that I would be a member of Middle Collegiate Church. Today, Jackie reminded me of the women in Matthew chapter 28, who came by to tell us that Jesus lives. He lives in the acts of social justice that we demand. He lives in the love shown in the community outreach events. And all the love I feel every time I walk through the doors of Middle Church. Yes, I found love, unconditional love revolutionary love here at Middle, and therefore I give freely of my time, talents, and treasure. As a consequence, I participate in new adventures, work with young people at the church, and provide toys and clothes for underprivileged children in the community at Christmas. Middle works tirelessly to create new and innovative opportunities for the world to experience 
this kind of unconditional love. I love middle family. If you love middle family like I do, you can join the movement. Sign up to become a member. Donate. Your support powers this movement. Every single gift matters. Times are hard. We understand. But do not underestimate the impact of your generosity. One dollar will touch one person who will be encouraged, empowered, and loved on through middle digital ministry. There are many ways to make a gift. You can go to Middle's website, click the donate button, or find us on Facebook and click the donate button, or make a gift by way of text message. Text amount of your gift to 917-924-4666. Middle needs you to empower love and justice in our community. We cannot do it without your help. I love Middle Collegiate Church. Thank you.
Let us pray. God, thank you so much for the gifts that have been given today on this Easter Sunday, on this Resurrection Sunday, gifts that empower our ministry and our work to reclaim and reframe Christianity. Bless every hand that gave, Holy One. Bless all the hearts that want to give. Bless every volunteer, everyone who shares what we've seen and done in the digital spaces, that we might be a blessing to others, that we might make your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And as I give you a benediction, I wanna share with you a photo of me and mom and dad. A little glary there, but that's them. Those are my folks. My mama who taught me that God will always love you and God will never leave you. That is my benediction for you today that you will have in your heart a story that reminds you of the simple truth. God is real. God will always love you. God will never leave you, even on this Saturday kind of Easter Sunday, even in the space between the now and the not yet. May you feel love. May you feel peace. May you not feel like you have to force anything. Be you and know you're loved because he is risen. Amen. <laughs>